One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no substitute. Well, hello, dear listeners. I don't know what you were watching. We were just watching a thing on Netflix called Spies with Sasha Baron Cohen, which is kind of appropriate because it's like set in, the, in Israel in 1962. And um, in a sim- similar kind of subversive way, the news has just broken that Mill have parted company with Gary Rowett. So... I've been badgered into an emergency pod, a little collection, a galaxy, a galacticos of faces looking back at me here. We've got Michael Avery. How are you, Michael? Hello, mate. I was in the middle of the rewatch of Only Connects Missing Vowels Round. <laughs> at least I was watching something decent. <laughs> oh, don't. I'm real, isn't it? An ecstatic, an ecstatic. I've never seen his little face look so happy. It's Harry Warren. How are you, H? I am fucking fantastic. Happy <laughs> boy. And joining us, we've only just done a show earlier on this afternoon. Um, it's Neil Fissler, mate. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. A uh, bit of a shock, I must admit. I was just sitting down to put some dinner in the oven, and then I was going to finish <laughs> watching A Diplomat, which I've watched for the past two or three days on Netflix. So a collective viewing has been... What were you watching, Harry? We've had I... I was getting ready to go for my swim, obviously, as part of my charity uh, thing. Yes, I was about to leave, and I, f- I saw it pop up, and I thought it was like one of them, um, so you know what you get on Twitter, like slow sports news. And yeah, then I realised... Yeah, and then I realised that th- all of the all of the names and, and phrases were current, and it, and it was real. And then I dropped to my knees and offered offered thanks to many different gods of many different faiths and religions. Hello, Krishna. Who would have thought 19 local cats was the number you needed to sacrifice to get your own way? I, I love this. The voodoo, this is the on, voodoo doll has taken a pounding. This is this is on X or Twitter as it used to be known. I love I love this idea. We, we've already touched on this idea earlier on in the... Neil and my show, um, this is from Vince Lee. It says, emergency podcast, Cyril, well, here we are. Uh, get your team together ASAP, says v- Vince. We we need details and speculation. Aaron Paul needs to get his snouts to give us the lowdown. I, I love the idea that we've got any kind of um, inside info on this because it's come as a complete shock to us all. Um, Harry, was it a complete shock for you, mate? Uh, no, not for me at all. Maybe the timing, but not the... Um... I thought he was a dead man walking from the Norwich game, if I'm being honest. I think um, his comments afterwards, his general demeanour, um, I, 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 what I didn't think was Millwall were brave enough to to get rid of him. That's a, mm. that's a different question. But I think it was at a tipping point where I think one more bad performance at the Den 
and it goes from 25% singing Gary Rowett, your football is shit, to a very vocal, you know, the seven, eight thousand, nine thousand that are there putting up with it, completely turning. And and I don't think that's good for brand Rowett if we're if we're gonna attempt to um attempt to get another nice cushy job in the championship and not get promoted anywhere. I mean it's been it's been a strange season. I mean, Neil, we, we we've only just done a different um slanted podcast earlier on, which I will put out, listeners, tomorrow, maybe, <laughs> maybe Friday now. Yeah, fuck that. You should put it out like 24, like, doot, 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 doot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you actually edit out the bit when we were discussing when he would go, and I said the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the timing, the timing, Neil, is, is odd, isn't it? I mean, we are on the, the back side of, of an international break. Um, on the back of results, I mean, you know, it's been um, we've blown hot and cold this season. You, you know, you know, I've spoken about it. Um, not a bad result, decent result down at Plymouth. Um, a so-so home draw with Hull City, a so-so performance. But it's odd timing. Um, you do wonder whether there's been some kind of exchange of um, views that's generated this because it's kind of come out of nowhere, and it doesn't seem terribly great timing to me. Mate, I've just sent a couple of WhatsApps to some people I know in football to see if I can shed any light on the timing because, to me, it's the oddest timing of all. Uh, I would have thought the time would have been uh, at the start of the international break, so we gave ourselves the best part of two weeks to get all of our ducks in a row and just sort everything out. It's That, to me... Uh, signals that something's happened in the last two or three days. Yeah, I agree. The particular timing, uh, the sensible thing would have been to have, have done it last week, but then again, since when Mill will ever been sensible? Somebody on <laughs> said to me earlier, yeah, posted, maybe it's because we've got somebody lined up, but since when have we ever been that organized? <laughs> but well, I think it's just a total shock that it's come now because you would have thought that the results at Plymouth and Hull would actually have bought him a little bit of breathing space. But something's obviously happened. Something has obviously happened. I I think the performances have been bad. Let's be honest. Let's take the result. I know it's a results business, but performances haven't been good. We have looked bad. A lot of this season. I know we are. I mean, I know we've got points. And I know we're not cast adrift at the bottom. But you don't know what our new chairman's ideas for this club are. And I think there are certain swing points of of that have led to this so quickly this season. The performance against Leeds. I think the performance in the JB Memorial game. I'm going to say it was a fucking disgrace. I think that mm. was an absolute disgrace. Um, in terms of uh, for his memory, uh, I think the players, the staff, everyone should look at themselves for that because we were there. All you needed to do was give us a, a seven out of ten performance, and we'd have got you over the line um, uh, as the fans. But it's 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 been those big moments this season that haven't necessarily gone right. And I think the the Plymouth performance. Let's be honest, how we won that game, I have no idea. That we we were shocking for forty minutes in that game. Yeah, we got the we got that game. Yeah, well, shall I tell you where we won that game? We scored two goals. 
yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> I think that might have been our only that might have been our only clean sheet of the season, mightn't it? Michael, I mean, Neil and I were talking earlier on this afternoon. Um, seems a long while ago. Suddenly, it's only a couple of hours ago. Um, but we were talking about Millwall's um, historic lack of ruthlessness in situations like this. Perhaps I don't know. Um, and we were speculating. I mean, obviously, John Berylson, JB, was known as a man of of loyalty, and and you know, you wouldn't have um, you wouldn't have. He, he certainly never never really um, shown any great desire to to go against his his manager. And I think that's how he always wanted to see, particularly the likes of Neil Harris, uh, Gary Rowett, I think. Uh, and before that, uh, Kenny Jacket. There were obviously um, some other characters in that lurched in and out of our, our consciousness before that. But largely speaking, John Berylson wanted to be loyal. It's really interesting that James Berylson has obviously now been in, in position for a few months. And we've got this really, uh, you know, it turns on its head that 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 idea of loyalty come what may. I mean, how, how do you see it? I, firstly, just very, very quickly, I disagree with Harry about the Plymouth game. I thought we actually played all right, but we'll touch on that in another show. So this this isn't what this is about. Secondly, I agree with Fizz 100% why we've done this with only three days to go um, till the next game away against Preston, who are like, what, top six at the moment or, or in the playoff places? Ludicrous for me. but Third, still, third in the table. They're on 20. Yeah, yeah. And, um, especially, yeah. especially when we're, we're looking for, for stability and things like that. But, but you say that... Nick, um, about his his loyalty and stuff like that. It's not it's not necessarily just just John Berylson. I mean, you you get managers at Millwall over the years who've been there in recent memory: Kenny Jacket, Neil Harris, and now with Gary Rowett. They've been there a while. They're integrated into the football club. The club behind the scenes, at the very least, let's not talk about fan reactions or results. The club behind the scenes seems to be very respectful of these people. They seem to be popular from what we see and what we seem to be led to believe. Um, without any sort of hyperbole or what you might have heard the cleaner say about so and so, but let's be honest as well. You know, there's we've all what we've always said when Gary Rout first came in. Did he always see Millwall as a stepping stone? There's there's movement at the moment. You know, like Wayne Wayne Rooney's just gone into Birmingham. Is this the start of a very small domino that's going to start knocking on loads of different clubs to actually see some more movement? Everyone's shouting and screaming about, oh, let's get Muscat in. Let's get anyone who's ever played for Millwall in as manager, is what I'm seeing within 10 minutes of Rout being sacked. <laughs> Why is the club thinking, well, actually, now we've got the chance we have a good manager like this John Eustace available. Now's the time to pull the trigger. Harry, I mean, being on, on being serious, because obviously, you know, I, I take it that you're a happy man tonight, because in truth, you've never been a Gary Rowett fan, to, to put it lightly. Um, and I understand, I understand your points, actually. The, the football that we've played in the last few seasons, I mean, I suppose you can go back to the uh, the tail end of the of the COVID season when we came back. It was never never really ignited. We we've never really shown any f uh, fire and fury that we we might have expected from a Millwall side. That said, we've we've always done okay in the league and we've come close, but we've we've failed at the last the big match moments. I think that's probably the, the major criticism of of Gary Rowett I mean I, I I don't think the club has seemed a happy place behind the scenes none of the, the players don't seem terribly happy they don't seem happy with the system they're being asked to play I don't think they're they're capable of playing it I don't think it works for them and I think maybe that's been part of this how do you how do you see the situation at the moment um I, I, I mean I've never been a Rowett fan this I mean fucking state the obvious I, I think yeah. it's I think it's very difficult I think he just goes against 
what I like in football. He's just very pragmatic and, and you know, he's done a great job with us. You can't take away that he has done a great job with his football club, with the resources that he's had. My my problem start, you know, the writing for me was kind of on the wall with last season. I said it in the summer, that was our chance. And, and it clearly was our chance because Luton should never be in the Premier League. Neither should be a wall, really, with everything stats against your budgets, whatever, right? We missed our chance. We had terrible form in the last season. The last two seasons, we've replaced the centre-back for a ball-playing centre-back alone. Both seasons, Ballard and, and Creswell afterwards. We haven't done that in the transfer window. We struggled this season when we started. The system needs a ball-playing centre-back. We don't have one. We've played Leonard there. Leonard's got injured. It's, it's, it's just, you know, everything that could go wrong this season has started to kind of go wrong. Um, mm. And I think, you know, you look back at Millwall in the, in the history that I can remember, what did Macaron, Macaron, Rhino got to fucking the playoffs the year before? They were 14th and they got sacked after after playing Cambridge on a Tuesday night or something. McGee got to the playoffs, then got sacked about this time, mid, mid-table randomly. I know we're going back to a different chairman at a different time. There doesn't really have to be a rhyme or reason to it at Millwall sometimes. It just is that people have enough of you and, it, and it's time to, time to move on. And I, I don't know whether or not this will either be a really good, really good decision or a really bad one. That is a kind of Millwall yin and yang, unfortunately, of, of getting rid of a manager is that sometimes it works for you. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, Ipswich sacked McCarthy and they got sacked. The, uh, they got relegated the, relegated, following, season, didn't they, relegated the following season. You know, it's the chance. It's the chance you take. Um, I, I just think that. Maybe for brand Rowett, and I, I do say this as a brand of Gary Rowett. Does Gary Rowett need to be getting chatted at that your football is shit every time that he has a bad three games? And I feel we're at that point. The credit in the bank seems to have been sort of evaporated over the summer. Um, I, I mean, I'm only going by the vocal the vocal minority, maybe, but that's all it needs sometimes. Um, Neil and I, we were talking earlier on, we've spoken a couple of times, Neil, um, about this modern Millwall fan sense. I mean, you've called it entitlement. I don't know if I'd go that far, but the expectation of success, I suppose, might or might not be entitlement. I don't know. But, um, you know, this is, Millwall historically are a middling second division, third division side, and we yo-yo between those two levels. Are we entitled to expect to be higher than that? I mean, we, you know, we, we've, we have been filling up the stadium, or the club management, I suppose, have done their best to fill it up. For some time now, we've been getting consistently high high attendances. It's not being reflected on the pitch at the moment in terms of pulsating performances. I think that's where I'd pick up Gary Rowett. I can't pick him up in terms of his overall um, league performance because we, you know, they're, they're historically high positions for us, aren't they? Just to pull H up on one thing, Macca and uh, Rhino was actually at Brentford. Oh, well, sorry, I was eleven. That weren't a bad guess from someone who was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but the, yeah, no, but the Cambridge game was away right at the end of the season, and we won four one, I think. And Paul Eiffel scored that trick, or did we? Oh, brilliant! Summer. Uh, keep pointing out the mistakes, Neil. Go on, keep doing it. <laughs> no, he's only he's only annoyed because I'm fucking ecstatic. That's what it is. <laughs> I've never seen Harry so happy with this. So. Yeah, no, well, I just thought, yeah, well, I just thought that would show off my historical knowledge and. <laughs> like that. Uh, so, what was the question, Nick? Something about. Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to dwell on this this sense that we've spoken about that, uh, yeah. that there, there are modern Millwall fans that ex- expect us to be competing at the top table when 
yeah. actually our, our resources have only ever taken us to where we roughly yeah, well, right. we're, we're higher than where we are. I think that the pressure of expectation has probably gone up. Uh, from the fans and probably Jane Berylson yeah. by this decision. We spent £5 million in the summer, which for Millwall is an astronomical summer money, it really, isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if, <laughs> I hate to use the expression, but I wonder if young James expects a bang for his buck. <laughs> and and yeah, that he hasn't seen a return yeah. on the pitch. If the senior players are against, have turned on him in the dressing room, and you don't know what goes on in football dressing rooms, they bitch like little girls to each other, don't they? And then they, they get in their little cliques, and then things here, things there, and things start leaking out. So, yeah, entitlement to a certain extent. But the expectation that we should be up there, we should be up there, we should be top 10 and in and around the playoffs at the end of the season, but not to actually make it, is it a disgrace considering that we're up against teams that spend 20, 30 Multiple million. millions, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, well then on top of that, they'll, yeah, well they think nothing of dropping 30, 35, 40,000 pound a week in wages. So... Yeah. To a certain extent, we're entitled to have that expectation, but I think we need to tailor that expectation. And I just wonder if the expectation of uh, young JB uh, is that uh, is that he wasn't getting what he thought he was going to get. But then again, you don't know if Gary Rowett's gone back to whatever place in the industrial wastelands and the Midlands that he actually lives in. And has actually had a, and well, has actually had a conversation with his family. Yeah, and his family have said, well, it "Was wasn't it lovely when you managed at Burton, Dad? You know, you're only down the road. Yeah, you, you know, well, that kind of thing. And maybe and the, we used to get free beer off the Burton Brewery, all this kind of thing. I, um, I don't want to go to Roca. I want to go for meat and two veg. Yeah, but also, <laughs> yeah, but also, it, you we don't know what effect. It's had on his family poor results. You don't know if his family came down for a game and got abused. I, Alla, uh, Neil Harris's wife and I think kids took some stick, didn't they? And well, think, um, so, I mean, Neil Harris club legend, but you know, Rhino was a club legend and was gobbed upon at, at, at Brentford. So you know, we 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 have this idea that we're all kind of. Uh, loyal through thick and thin. It don't work that way, listeners. And um, anyone that thinks it does is is being naive. Um, I mean, Michael. I mean, some wayward squad choices. I'm just trying to think. Could you know, with the squad as it is, I mean, I I think we've probably all touched on this this sense that the squad is a lot better than it's being allowed to perform tactically. Um, can, can another manager walk in? We've got Adam Barrett. Good old Adam Barrett's back for for Saturday's hundred percent record. No, he ain't. <laughs> no, he's one on one, isn't he? He's, he's, he's lost one one, lost one. He beat Leeds, and then we lost. Yeah, we lost well, tell you what, if H was against Gary Rowett, I am definitely against having Adam Barrett anywhere near our first team. I'd imagine he must be also be a very, 
supposed he'll to be, be getting itchy very, over very, his job though boys won't he adam adam will be, be a very 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 good football coach in all from all of what i've heard it's supposed to yeah, be we seen it. No, you don't no, uh, hang on how can the number two be expected to go against the manager let's no. let's be honest let's be no. honest Let's give Michael. Let's give Michael a go. I mean, could, and that could another manager the squad as it is because we're not going to make any dramatic changes to the existing squad at least until January. Um, could somebody else come in and rearrange things, play a different style, get this get this team pumped up to start getting a few wins in? Michael, what do you think? Well, the first thing I would do if I was manager, and we we was talking about a moment ago about players being happy behind the scenes and all that. I mean, I'm, I might be wrong. Neil, you're the historian out of the four of us at the moment and the one who, who knows more about the history of the club than anyone else. I've never known injury lists through just normal, everyday training than we've had over the last three, four years. So that must play on their mind um, a little bit. Um, it's it's a formation that just invites pressure continuously. You have five... I mean, the other, the other week, what was it? I can't remember who it was. We was playing at home. It skipped my mind, but... You know, five at the back with two holding midfielders. So you've essentially got seven players um, sort of just sitting there doing nothing, essentially, but they still get beat. Um, Swansea, Swansea, the Swansea game where they were just cutting us, cutting us open all over the place. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. One thing that's striking me, chaps, and uh, Neil, and, Neil and Harry, while we get Michael back. Um, I've, got an answer. A... I've got an answer from one of my secret spies in football. Go on in, Neil. Go on. It's We're not like anyone that. from the other place, is it? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not. There have been a lot of behind-the-scenes issues, apparently. That's what I've just been told. Right. Well, that's, that's that. That comes so as no, no surprise, Neil, doesn't it? That would go back to my summation that there has been something said in the dressing room. Maybe we, maybe there's some friction between, I don't know, hmm. Rowett and Steve Kavanagh, Rowett and Jay, uh, Jimmy. Yeah. You, 
you just don't know. It's just a very odd time, and I don't know if if young Jimmy was planning to come over this week and has decided he wanted to pull the trigger in person. It's just odd, really mm. odd. What what strikes me, chaps, just reading the uh, – I've just looked on Twitter, so I'm reading the club statement, which is quite extensive – and it's got quite long quotes from um, James Berylson, from from Gary Rowett himself. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know how many hundreds of words, it's about 200 words or 300 words. So it's, it's not just, oh, my God, Gary Rowett's gone out of the blue like it's been for all of us tonight in the middle of, um, you know, Netflix and and, and, and and chilling or whatever we're all doing. So it, it looks like it's had, there is some kind of, um, it, it's been planned for. Now, how, why the... The strange timing, I don't know, but this when you read the statement, it looks like it's it doesn't come as a it's come as something that everyone's agreed to. Um, so that's some some there's been some lead into this moment, which is odd. Michael, we 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 lost you there earlier on. Uh, do you want to um, what I can't remember what we were talking about now. What, what, what were we on? <laughs> oh, it was you know, it's about um, about um, positions and formations and all that kind of thing, yeah, and how we're playing. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah, I, I was saying that the Swansea game, you know, we had like what four or five at the back and two holding midfielders. Um, yeah. there, there's 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 question marks on people who who, who, who got dropped randomly, like Denor. Um, you know, there was McNamara, that well, was Saville being out for large chances, Saville as well. Um, you know, you had um, you know, did the, the question marks? I mean, I, I'm I, they're saying the bashing over individual players. That's not what this is meant to be. But there was the question marks over Danny McNamara. Should he have been dropped earlier than he was last year? You've had the two oh, young fellas who, you know, Nick and Neil, I hear your shows quite a lot. You're obviously big fans of the young fellas. Um, can't you know, get a game, can I? Yeah. yeah can't can't get him for love nor money. Um, you know, there's so many tactics and ways to, to, to at least at least make the den more exciting and, and bring a bit more engagement. And it's not working. I mean, I, I said the other week and sort of it was half chuckled at how uh, Nesbitt reminded me of, um, you know, Scott McDonald when he was under Steve Lomas, but he just seems to be throwing a wobbly over every other week now because he ain't getting the service to him. Bradshaw, mm. top goal scorer on the bench. We've still got hangover from the Jed Wallace leaving. Was he ever really, truly replaced? I know we had Fleming, but he blows hot and cold. Defensively, Harry, you've touched on, you've got, we hear about Ballard, who now at Sunderland is worthy of being an international and a Premier League, Champions League player in a couple of years. And Creswell, all these fantastic players who either we have for a little while and for whatever reason don't come back or when they are here, they, they, they don't get a game. And it, 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 seems, like, it seems like, I think the, the thing is with me, it, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, it reeks of Kenny Jackett's style of football, where it's getting to a point now where it's like, what more? What what more can happen? You know what 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 more can be done because it's getting to the end. It's getting to the end of a, a regime kind of thing. And and Neil Harris said um, a few years ago about sort of like blood in talent that it's very difficult unless you've got an exceptional talent, i.e., like a Mitchell or a McNamara. Or a Ramon Essay. A Ramon No, but these youngsters ain't going to get in the championship. This seems like a big amalgamation of Jacket and Harris's last few months at the Den for me. But I, I think Harry. I mean, it must look strange to to James Berylson, who's you know I don't know his, his football knowledge is like. I don't think America is totally football illiterate anymore. But it, it must look strange to him to have an England under is he under twenty or under nineteen 
player, clearly of talent, scoring a goal against an international midweek, and he can't get a start. He can't even – maybe he gets five or ten minutes at the end of the game. Things like that must have crossed James Berylson's mind to reach this point. Yeah, I suppose it. I suppose it does. I just think that maybe you know there was a slight. I just think there's always been a disconnect, and it's easy to paper over that disconnect when we're winning games and when the results are going our way. Um, his football's never really. What do we call it? His football's never been exciting. No, no. Um, it's a results-driven system, um, and it stopped getting results, and or it's got the results are getting less and less returns. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, but I, you yeah. say you say that though. You say yeah, but in the nicest way, mate. You're 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 kind of wrong there because you you say it yourself, and and I, I always I always thought you was right with this a couple of years ago during the pandemic. We was on that horrendous run you know you say it's a yeah. results led business we've got four should have gone in the last six so you, 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 you can't say hang on hang on right can i make results mate mate can i make my point my point is that he should have probably gone then any other club would have given him yeah yeah, yeah. no no i agree right? with that so so what i'm saying is is regardless of his last six points regardless of everything else the fact is is that every time that we go one nil down at home Everyone fucking starts. It's instantaneously fucking. It's not like, oh, you think we're going to come back? A bit like what you said about Jacket and Harris and whatever. It comes to a certain point where everyone's just had a fucking enough. And, and, and I feel like everyone's, you don't, you know, you don't listen to Rowett and think, oh, fuck, this is a man that is is passionate about the club anymore or, or wants to do anything. Out. The interview, the Norwich, the Norwich game was basically it for me. I think he was dead at the Norwich game because I, I don't think, I don't think really. Uh, regardless whether or not you agree with his comments or not, I don't think as a manager of a football club you can kind of slag off your own fans. I, I, I mean, I know there's pearl clutching and whatever, but mm. it's just not done. You can call them cunts not on not on camera, you know. Um, and I, I think realistically, people don't Millwall fans don't really forgive shit. Uh, and and I think a lot of people maybe changed the the people that sat on their fence. You could see it on Twitter. Like a lot more people were vocally. Going from the row in camp to the row out camp, very bipolar. One week we win, people are fucking, oh, look at how great he is, playing for results, blah, 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 blah. Next week, draw at home, fucking, we're shit. And I, I generally think the club's a little bit, was a bit rudderless in the sense that maybe it didn't know whether or not to stick with Rowett or not. And maybe Rowett, we don't know. Rowett might have walked by himself. He, fuck knows. He might have had enough. It's mutual. <laughs> uh, you never know what mutual means in football. It, it sounds good. We're all friends. We'll never speak. It's like. Got is that he's never been popular in the dressing room. Just got that from an ex-player, right? And that uh, it's been suggested that he might actually have had talks before the international break and was given some kind of ultimatum, and that's possibly why the timing is. I think I think a lot of other managers wouldn't have been reluct- as reluctant as he has been to play arguably one of his best players, Romain Essay, as yeah, well, as he has been. And uh, we're probably given a Marku a little bit more of a run out. Exciting young player of yeah, well, obviously has got a little bit more to prove. But you'd actually think that Eze would probably walk into most teams starting lineups in this division. Does anybody disagree? 
I don't know. We're joined by Aaron Paul. Would you disagree with Roman Essa? Is he a starter for you in any any self-respecting championship outfit? Outfit, Aaron? Do you think? I asked Gary Rowe earlier on the season when he brought Roman Essa and Adomo Maku onto a pitch. Yeah, don't they deserve a, a spot in your in your starting eleven? And he turned around and he's like, "No, they have to earn it." And you know they're, they're still bedding in. I just I never really kind of understood it. I know that he was a very pragmatic manager, and and he liked to be very 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 safe in what he did. But they're two flair players. They light the place up when when they come on. Um, and I think if you look at all the positives. I think the recent results, especially when you look at things like Leeds and stuff, it maybe pulled them back a bit. So, yeah, um, for, me, for me, someone like Romain S does, does start for Millwall, yeah. We've had some dire performances. It's funny because Neil and I were speaking earlier on a completely different subject about the, the Wigan game, um, which I'd kind of forgotten about. I'd erased it from my memory. But, you know, that was a dire... Abs- I mean, we, we, you mentioned Norwich, Harry. This season, Wigan, with with so much on the table, uh, you know, so uh, you know the, the we, we, we've got a chance to get to the, the very top top flight, and we produced one of the most dire performances. It was almost like Sunday morning football. As it and then out. it was the last game of the season where we just showed completely well, the no, Blackburn game, yeah, yeah where we, we completely no fight at all. One thing I will say that Harry is correct. We weren't brilliant at Plymouth. We hung on slightly, but they never created much. Yeah, and we weren't that die. Yeah, well, they think that we're the Wickham of the Championship. Right? <laughs> Burst their bubble, but, but I mean, we both. To, to be fair to them, we both did have Adam Bayak and Fenwa. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think. I mean, the, the Plymouth result it wouldn't be one that. I mean, it's a good result in the end, but it wouldn't be a performance that would have leapt into my mind as a reason to um, to lose Gary Rowett. I'm, I'm just thinking back to the. We, we've we've managed to produce good bursts combined with a lot of dreary, dreary nothingness. But that said, you know, we we, we are three points away from, but. Um, the top, the 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 um the sixth spot at the moment. I've lost my um. Uncle Nick, Uncle Nick, what's mad? What's mad is that Millwall are, are a place better off where they were at this stage last season, and it's kind of, and we we were kind of sat in like Teflon Gary strikes again. Um, but the truth of the matter is, this season the start of it has been miserable. The summer was miserable. We we were at the Charlton friendly, and that yeah. was baffling. Yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. And they, they still didn't beat us, though. Yeah, to, to, well, to, until to, we brought on the talent. Until yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Until yeah. The, the den was lit up by the arrival of Ramon, say, Idamo and Marku, and suddenly we had pace, flair, and a willingness to attack. And I think it's that lack of ability. And Harry, you've touched on this many, many, many times. It doesn't. T- it doesn't tap into the strength that the den is. It, I, I think that there's. You know, and Neil said that he's not been a popular man in the dressing room, and I, I can imagine he, he wouldn't be. Um, he doesn't tap into the Millwall sense, and I, I mean, whether whether the Millwall the Millwall Den atmosphere is a thing for the modern age or not, I don't know. But um, that's certainly not been used correctly. Just just building on your point, Nick. Bar Sheffield United last season, and maybe to an extent Burnley last season, I cannot think of another. Another event under Gary Rout where you're like, oh my God, this place is rocking. Sheffield United was deafening. Mm. Absolutely deafening. That was a, a great game and a proper performance. But, you know, just talking about the atmosphere and pairing it all into one, 
I always ask the question, how many times can you remember Millwall being the home team, playing as a home side at the Den under Gary Rout? They were the away team. Always the away team. And, and they've can... never been home side. And he's never I been can... comfortable with it. Harry, go on. So you put your hand I, up, mate. Go on. I can sum Gary Rowitz's uh, attitude to that with his own quote. I can damn him by his own quote. <laughs> when we beat Stoke, I think we beat Stoke 3-2 or 4-3 in a mad game. And he mm. turned around at home and he turned around and said, we thrived in the Millwall chaos. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and become that, a cliche. That, it's become a cliche, that, yeah. That, that quote is the exact reason that he never would understand. He does not understand that that chaos is a strength to be harnessed and unleashed upon a Saturday afternoon, um, especially a Saturday afternoon. It's quite hard to do that on a Tuesday. I get that. but Or a Wednesday now. But, but... He, he doesn't understand that his football, I don't think it's in his footballing DNA. It's not in he, what he believes in to, to, to do that. And, you know, I also think that we struggle because we've got no fucking wingers at the club. We can't do anything else than play Gary Rowett football. And that's Neil, why... Neil, you had your hand up, mate. Yeah, well, Neil. I was going to take a point from Aaron and a point, and a point from Harry. Uh, and it's something that we have discussed We've never tapped into the emotional side of things under Gary Rowett. The JB match, the Den, everybody went there and we should have fed off, the players should have fed off the crowd. But they flattened the atmosphere for a start by playing music over, yeah, well, over all the chanting at ear piercing. The pre-match build-up, as they call it, yeah. Yeah. And they killed it, and and the football has sucked the life out of anything that's coming off the terraces or off the stands. The football's kind of sucked the life out of it, isn't it? I don't know if anybody. Else... No, I'd, I'd agree with that. I said after the Leeds game, I think that 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 was the first time I've ever been to a Millwall Leeds game. Where it just felt like another game that didn't feel like yeah. Mill League to me. No, no FA inquiry after it either. That's not a Mill exactly. League. Exactly. What's the point? It's disappointing. You were not the Millwall I know. Hey, there we go. Let's get all the, let's get all the cliches out. But I, I, you know, it is. Aaron, Aaron we, the, the question is now. Well, I suppose the question is. It, it, I, I'm just thinking to myself. It, it looks like it's not come as a complete shock at the club. There's quite an extensive statement on the on the club website, so it hasn't kind of leapt out of a clear blue sky at, at, at Zampa Road, anyway. Yes. If, if not on online, um, could, could, could we could we dream that they've got someone lined up? Do you think this Essentially, is? I, I I actually really want to ask you, Nick. Do you think this is Junior JB's first major intervention? Intervention. His Absolutely first. Absolutely. If Absolutely. it is, then yeah. can I just applaud him for his ambition because he could have let this slide and slide and slide and slide and slide and, slide and so let's ride out to the summer and Mill will finish 20th, 18th, 19th. Instead, I think he's got that ambition and that burning desire to actually do something and he's looking around and saying, there's a lot of managers out there. There are a lot of managers out there. You think Mick Beal, John Eustace, Nathan Jones, uh, Chris Wilder, uh, mate flipping Neil Warnock, Kevin Muscat's just won two trophies in Japan. Yeah, there yeah. are people out there who could do some real damage at this club. Can I just say, with the damage in a bad, damage in a bad way as well. By the way, because we're not very good at getting appointments right. That's not very good Millwall shit. No. Can I just say that if JB Junior is listening, do not fucking appoint Mick Beal. 
No, but you got you got to add him on. You got to add him into the list. Use us as a stepping stone, like he did QPR, for something to come along. Please do not appoint Mick Beal. It's a huge, it's a huge moment. I, I do agree right, with Aaron. Right. It's it's James Berylson's big moment. So the pressure is on him to find the right man. And you know, um, the idea of Kevin Muscat is enticing. But as someone once said to me, a very, a very um, grey-haired uh, elder, elder statesman at the den. How many more nutcases do we need at the den? Um, and that <laughs> that's the only thing that holds that, me back with Kevin Muscat. Was that grey-haired older older statesman a fucking nutcase himself by any chance, Nick? Um, but I mean, you know, you can take your pick. Aaron's 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 mentioned a good few names there. I um, think. Who I, knows? I, go on, Aaron. I, go point on. Out, I I I have no problem if they were to appoint, shall we say, a caretaker for a set until the end of the season with Why? an idea. Right, right. No. If they, hang no. on, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. If they can't get who they want, right? I know exactly where you're going with this. I know exactly where you're going with this. Hang on, hang on. Walnock. We don't want Walnock down. No, he's no, Stephen Harris. No, he's Stephen Harris. Hang on, can I speak? Fuck me. Can I speak before you all jump down my fucking throat? Right. If they have tended in the past, they have tended to panic in... It, they panic, right, when they appoint people, Millwall, right, and they get they get down to the last few people. I'm thinking back about Lomas. They were they were sold on Lomas. It was Lomas or Ainsworth, which now looks like choosing between fucking the electric chair and the fucking injection. But they <laughs> they decided to. <laughs> I've got rid of all this. Fucking right? <laughs> but that's what they chose. To, that's what they chose to do. Now it's so important because, as as Aaron rightly said, they are not a million miles away from making this turn out to be the right appointment. Me personally, I want Nathan Jones. I, I can't see why we don't go for that. You want to look Chris at what Wilder? No, no, I want I want Wilder, but I've heard a few things by people I know in football, and I don't want Wilder. I, I think Nathan Jones fits us. Perfectly, does not, give a, does not give a fuck about offending people, and I think that's what we've been missing. Yeah, well, that'll go down quite well, won't it? With the church on the corner, yeah. <laughs> oh, who'd be James Berylson in this situation? I'm hoping that there's a plan. It's from my point of view, one minute, Mrs. Hart and I are watching Sasha Baron Cohen in a great series called Spies. Next thing you know, you've got a five way um, Zoom call and chaos reigns. It's been Good I to talk you to you, boys. Bruno. It's very good. It's very, it's very relevant. It's all about the Israel. Who would you like to see, Michael? Do you know what? I'll, a name isn't coming straight to mind, but one thing I wouldn't like is sentiment, because, like I've said before, like I'm as sentimental as any Millwall fan. But you know when, you know when, like Morrison was at Cardiff, and they're going, "Oh, he's just." He's just getting some experience before he comes along. And even Musk, I, I get, I get what you mean with winning the trophies out. In, I get what you mean with winning trophies out in Japan and all that kind of thing. But um, Muscat's not really for me, if you, if you will. Nathan Jones, you said there, Harry. Yeah, he'll probably get you out of this division or get you up there, should I say? And you know, like he was at Southampton, but. When the pressure was on him, he just went absolutely do lally, didn't he? He just seemed to lose all sense of control on what was going on. So I think that's a Southampton effect, mate. 
It probably could be. It probably could be. But I mean, you, you were just saying there, you, the things you don't know about Wilder. Look, Wilder's proven. You know, like he might not be proven at the upper levels, but he, he is. He is proven. He's he, he he does a job. You know, he he. But again, unfortunately, with Wilder, if you was to get someone like him in, would he eventually become that Gary Rowett where you never will go down with Wilder, but you're not going to do much else with him? But Aaron's the guru with um, managerial appointments, not me. Go on, then, Aaron. I've, I've, I've put, I'm <laughs> but all I'm saying is there's a few Mill fans who texted me today going, you said he was going to get sacked. So I was at England yesterday. I met a couple of, couple of the Millwall boys and they're like, what do you reckon? And I was like, I just, I just think that change is coming. And I thought a change was coming. And I actually mentioned it on BBC London a couple of hours ago. Like, I just feel like something's going to happen. But um, who comes in? I don't know. I, I take your point, Harry, about Mill being bad at making decisions. But you've got to remember, Lomas was a long time ago now. And the club and is... very different old. circumstances. Yeah, that's true. And Holloway, I think, I think less, you know, lessons have been learned, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and no, more you no more snake oil. Who would I have? Yeah, I'd quite like Schumacher from down here. I think he's, I think he's actually destined to be a decent manager. Uh, I don't know. Off, oh, off the top. Go on, Neil. Just on Shuey, he's got a lot of autonomy at Plymouth, and that's what makes the job know. really good for him. Yeah, and they, well, they love him and they back him. I mean, yeah, when Ryan loved, he went back up north. They they backed him and backed him like whatever you want to stay. Yeah, but that's why I said I don't think that we'll get him. Because because obviously I know people local and he is uh, he is highly well thought of and he was backed by the chairman. I'd like him. We won't get him. Could we actually go down the foreign route? Might we look? I was just going to say that nearly. It would be yeah. refreshing. Refer- abroad, haven't we? We're Casper yeah. with Fleming. We rafter two or three others. At various times, might we go down that route? It would be refreshing to play good, good attacking football in the modern style, which will tap into the den because you know we're we're not totally lump and proletariats there, listeners. We do want to we do know good football when it's being played, but we do want to see that football played mostly in the opposition's half or final third, preferably. So I would love to see. I don't don't ask me names. I'm not going to know any, but I would love to see somebody young. Somebody happening and wants to prove themselves that will play good quality attacking football. We've actually got the ingredients for that. That um, yeah, well, that's a good that point. What I don't want to see us do is I don't want us to go on to the managerial merry-go-round and pluck off a Warnock. Yeah, well, Warnock would be okay if we wanted somebody till Christmas, as Harry said. Uh, or, or if we're near the bottom of the table and someone's keepers up, we need to get out of trouble. I'll be surprised if this has been done by James Berylson to finish up with Neil, uh, a Neil Warnock or some 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 old old sweat no, like that. McCarthy um, type, uh, somebody who's been around. I think, yeah, but I think Nick's right. I think you want a more dynamic version of Gary Rabbit, really, don't you? A younger manager, you fresh. You want the attacking Gary Rabbit. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah. But Gary Rowett came here with a point to prove because it obviously left so many clubs, and to a certain extent, he's rebuilt his reputation in terms of loyalty. Maybe not football wise. He's yeah. done all right football wise. I mean, his, his reputation was—he was never a, a winning manager in the sense of getting anyone promoted, but he certainly took Burton to a level they weren't historically at. 
And the other clubs, I mean, Birmingham, they were doing okay when they, they, they sacked him. But the other two clubs, it's Stoke and was it Derby he was at? Yeah, Both lo- lost him. Um, Bir- yeah, I mean, Birmingham sacked him for Zola, didn't they? And he was but not he, badly. Here's the, here's badly the question, though. Like, you're, you're saying about where do we go? And, and I know at the moment now it's quite topical. We don't really give a shit now because he's gone. But where would Rowett go from here? I mean, if, if, if for example, that that's that's... Let's be the devil's advocate and actually say that that Smill statement was correct and it is mutual and he's decided to go as well. If let's just say it is true, what's he got his eye on? Where's he thinking right? Does he want to get back to the East Midlands? Does he want to get back home? Middlesbrough. That's where he's. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Derby at some point. You know, I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised if if he actually ended up at Lincoln, who parted company with. uh, with Mark Kennedy today, at some okay. point. Okay. Uh, he, he he never seems to be a manager who likes to be out of work for long. And it's so, all near it's all near home, which he seems to be a big a big consideration. Yeah, for him. I still think someone. I still think someone's going to end up with that Wrexham job, who's a name, because they need to keep the storyline going for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Gary Gary Rowett on Disney Plus, do me a favour. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's wind this up. It's, it's the insomniac cure that nobody I'm, needed. I'm going to yeah, go around. I'll be double pleased, won't he? Yeah, but I'm going yeah, to just... go around the board. I'm going to give you each a, t- a moment to say anything final to wrap us up. Harry, what have you got to say before we close it? Anything? I, on the first show of this season, turned around and Ooh. said Gary Rowett would get sacked in October. Mystic Warren. Mystic Warren. There we are. Neil, want a, um, an epitaph for, for Gary Rowett, mate? Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> yeah, but I'm disappointed that we've obviously parted company with the manager. Nobody knows what he's gone through. Hopefully, he hasn't taken us for too much dough. They <laughs> and, must have agreed a sum, and I doubt, I doubt yeah. it was the two million. And, uh, and now, crucially, now is the time where we have to make the right appointment. Aldo has kind of got his act together in terms of recruitment to a certain extent. But now he has to. Uh, this is a big test of his metal. This big is moment. a serious, yeah, it is a seriously big moment because we're only three points off the playoffs and we're not that far off the bottom because of how close it is. This is a pivotal moment in Millwall history. Agree, agree. Michael, anything you want to add, mate? Um, I'm going to be nice. Good luck, Gary Rowett. <laughs> I hope all goes well and good luck, Millwall. What a nice message from Michael. Aaron, is there anything you want to add to the, to the uh, proceedings? Oh, goodbye, like, to, goodbye to bad rubbish. Uncle Nick, it was more, it was more of a question to you. Sure. Um, you are five days away from turning 63. Was this the I best am. possible yeah. Yeah. birthday present for you? Was it a good present for you? Or? Um, I'm a little bit with, with Neil in that I don't like... Um, I, I, no one wants to see anyone sacked uh you know that although football is seen as this kind of show business thing where you know it's part and parcel of the game so I, I get all that um that said i've not enjoyed going to watch millwall at the den which is primarily where where you you know the, your main focus is um i've not really enjoyed going to the den for a while now i want to enjoy going there because that's that's the point that's what we're all here for um i've already said i'd love to see us get a good um, attacking-minded manager in. I think that would tap into the strengths of our club. Um, I think the timing is odd. 
Um, we've we've covered it all in this show so far, so I'm not going to going to dwell on that too much. But it is a massive moment. Um, fingers crossed that um, we we get it right because, uh, as Neil just said, we we can look up, but we haven't got to go far to look downwards either. And we've seen what other clubs have been through. So um, I'm I'm hopeful um, that James Barrelson is an ambitious chairman. And I'm hopeful that um, he's got something in mind because um, otherwise it all seems a bit a bit odd. But there we are. Can, can I just say one final thing? Yes. Message to any Millwall players that do actually listen to us. You've got your wish. Now go out and put a fucking performance in. Seconded. Seconded. Big chance at Preston on lunchtime on Saturday. Can't wait for yeah. Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, Blackburn, yeah. Gentlemen, I'm going to call it quits there. It's an I've done zero prep for this. It was all um, drop everything, come and uh, call it on. So um, I'm going to get edit this out as soon as I possibly can. I want to say thank you, Aaron, for joining us at Short Happy Nobis birthday, Day. Uncle Nick, mate. Thank you, mate. Uh, Harry, thanks for joining us. No problem. Neil, I've got two shows to edit tomorrow. So um, thank you, mate, for joining us at Short Notice. Yeah, we're here to deliver big numbers. <laughs> Michael, big thank you to Michael Avery. Cheerio, everyone. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And thank you to you two, dear listeners. Emergency pod closes. Um, Do send me your thoughts. You can send me your voicemails. You can DM me on on X. You can send me voicemails. You've got my mobile number. Um, I want to hear from you. Merch. You you want want a different show, mate. You you want want to get on a different different podcast. Oh, yeah, that's on on the other one. All right. He's about to start. You're going to have to reduce all those rout out t shirts you've got printed, Harry, mate. (laughs) Yeah, I got stuck with a Yeah, has H got enough petrol in his car to actually get what? Yeah, to actually get Gary Rabbit back up to the Midlands. He's gone. He's gone. He got the National Express. I had managed to um I had managed to get uh some just the oil protesters to lend me some orange paint for <laughs> his Thursday night roker dinner. But unfortunately we didn't need it. There we are. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. I'm Eva Thirty Millwall. Bye bye, Gary Rowett. Achtung. Millwall. Even on a budget. Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.